All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Retic Lounge. I'm Nathan Katz. I'm here with Lucas Bagnara. We're your hosts. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about hides and what kind of role they play within our retic keeping. So, yeah. Hides are one of those things that I feel like is like a touchy subject with certain. Why are both of our cats just chilling with us? Um, the cat lounge. Um, <laughs> Um, so I feel like hides can be a touchy subject, especially when you get into some of the larger retics, um, you know, because generally speaking, the, the way that they're kept can, you know, uh, it, it's hard to find hides big enough. So we're going to just do a deep dive into the purpose of hides, everything about them. Um, as always, don't forget if you are wanting, uh, access to one of the best discords out there, especially related to reticulated pythons, go ahead and type in that link below patreon.com slash the retic lounge join our patreon as low as five dollars a month um you can support us up to fifty dollars a month if you'd like we have 56 members and counting from the day that we are recording this uh as always we're also available on youtube spotify and apple podcasts whichever you prefer to just make sure that you are liking and rating dropping those comments down below yeah we had a really fun uh podcast last week with uh jamie and uh you know she she talked a little bit and gave us a little shameless plug on uh on the discord and the the patreon so go check that out she she is one of those people that we found through uh our discord and patreon and she's grown with us a little bit to the point where she's now comfortable to keep a retick on her own so uh yeah just backing up our little shameless plug yeah um, as always, before we jump in, um, US Arc can't express the importance of them. We uh, did a US Arc episode. Uh, there are new legislative things that are being introduced. It seems like almost like weekly and at the very least monthly now. Um, so make sure that you are following up on those updates, subscribe to their newsletter um, and uh, subscribe to their YouTube channel as well. Um, actually, let's go ahead. Nathan had a great idea. Um, in terms of something that we want to do to kind of give back, uh, to you guys, um, we're close to a thousand subs on YouTube and we want to do a very, you know, we want to do a, a, uh, what are they called? A giveaway? That that's what people call them these days, Lucas. Okay. A giveaway. Yeah. So for our, uh, once we hit 1000, we will be selecting a random subscriber and we are going to be um, providing you with a uh, VivTech purchase uh, that we're like a little pack of VivTech products for you to keep. Um, and then every 100 subs after that, we are going to be buying uh, a subscriber, a US Arc membership uh to join USR, get on that newsletter as well. Um, so we're excited to hit those uh, milestones that are coming up, but let's go ahead and uh, stop this nonsense and jump into hides. Yeah. So, I mean, are you using them? And at what stage are you using them? Let's let's just get into like the, the overview of how you're using them in your collection today. You asking me or our listeners? You. Oh, okay. I'm talking with you. Okay. Um, so 
Um, yeah, I, I use them. Now, like real quick, I mean, and this is my opinion, um, you know, I think hides, the way that we understand what hides are, they're either typically, you know, plastic, commercially bought, you know, old school hides that are like rocks or like ceramic logs, things that you can buy from like PetSmart and, you know, those type of places. But ultimately, um, the way that I see hides is they have a very specific purpose, and that is to provide a place for your snake to gain a sense of security, right? Yeah, I ultimately that's where these animals are found in the wild or caves and you know tucked away somewhere dark and not plastic hides. Oh, well. <laughs> so that's replicating. Um so so yeah, I mean, let's start like with hatchling. Um when you buy a new snake, it's a baby snake. Um or if you hatch out your own snakes like for me personally, I do use hides. Um or I I'll say this. I historically use hides. Um, and so, you know, historic hides. Yeah. Historic hides. Um, so, you know, I used to use the like little extra small hides that you just put at the back of the enclosure or at the front and back of the enclosure that they can like crawl into and they are completely hidden away. I actually am not doing that this year. Um, I've switched over to, um, uh, those CNC machined cut purchase, um, and I just place those in the hatchling racks that I have and the hatchling can choose to stay under it or perch on top of it. Um, and so I'm technically not giving them a hide where they are fully out of like plain sight if I open up that tub. Um, so have I used them with hatchlings and younger snakes? Yes. In my hatchling rack right now with the snakes I am hatching, I actually don't have them, but I still have that perch, which I guess for me mentally, like if they're hiding in the back and under it, maybe feel more secure. I would argue so. Uh, and I mean, I'll just kind of get into where I've used them. I, I didn't use them with any of the hatchlings uh, just because they are already in a dark tub you couldn't see through no light was getting through anyway so every time you shut it they're in they're in a hide they're in a hide i wasn't having any that were giving me issues of pushing for the short time that i had them in the rack so uh, i didn't need to make any adjustments uh this year i am providing just a tub length hide or not hide a tub length uh perch that Mm -hmm. i think you know same as lucas was just talking about will kind of act as a little security blanket for some less sure retics. And then I really like them for my grow up stuff. Um, between sure. Yeah. Between that, like one and three year mark, always have a hide or some kind of big, uh, I, I like PVC perches, something they can go underneath and feel secure, you know, climb on top of. So, yeah, I, so, and just maybe this might ease your mind as far as like using those uh, perches for your hatchlings. Um, I'm using them right now and I don't have any that like aren't eating. Um, so, I mean, if they feel secure enough to eat, they're eating, they're drinking water, they're pooping. And none of my hatchlings are crazy defensive, um, you know, or even defensive for that manner. That's like outside of, you know, maybe the the one or two animal from time to time. So as far as like the purpose of keeping them, in there to help them feel secure. Um, 
you know, that's a big thing for hatchlings is making sure that they feel secure so that they eat right away and that they're more inclined to eat. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't noticed any difference switching from like a traditional plastic hide where they can go fully inside or having these purchase. Um, so, but yeah, I, I also getting back to the juvenile talk, uh, in, in like the, the kind of grow up animals, not, you know, the fresh hatchlings. Um, I use them with every single snake. Yeah. I, I feel like that's when I noticed my retics being more on the touchy side of if they're going to be a little bit more defensive or not. And when I feel like I see them needing that extra security, whether it be going under the paper, uh, going behind the hide, going in the hide, you know, that's the majority of their time is spent outside of that unless they, you know, uh, get that little bit of, wow, why is this word on the tip of my tongue, Lucas? I don't know what word it is, so. Yeah, well, doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> they get triggered that you come in their room, uh, you know, they'll come up to the glass, but 80% of the time they're in their hides, they're wanting to be secure, hidden away somewhere. Yeah, um, and I feel like once you get to that, like, year to two-year-old, you know, that that's at least for me when I've seen that snakes can go one of two ways. They can, you know, work into being that that's where you know there's there's nothing scientific and nothing factual of what i'm saying this, this is just based off of my observation but like i feel like those are important formative years into developing if they're going to be you know a defensive animal as an adult or if they're going to grow up with more security and more confidence um and i can't say that you know 100% it's because i provide hides that they have that confidence but i will say that um in that age and in the enclosure size or the tub size that you're keeping them in at that stage, it's easy to put a hide in there. Here's what it does. It gives less anxiety to the animal. I mean, that's right. a stage in which the animal is extremely vulnerable in the wild. Anything and everything can eat it. Everything that wants to eat it is coming from above. So having just something it can go under right. makes all the difference in the mental health of that animal. Right. And then on top of that, that's also the age and stage as they get that year and two year mark where their their bites are no longer fun. Right. So you you want to have like a, a, a more calm. I would snake. argue they're never fun. <laughs> Cute um, maybe as hatchlings. But besides that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I put them in there and, um, you know, I, I think it's just important to, um, you know, at that stage definitely uh to add them with more security but before we continue this discussion uh let's go ahead and just uh you know put in our sponsorship plugs that we are very thankful for um Stewart designs uh focus cube habitats and fifth tech products we'll go ahead and cut to those messages and we'll be right back whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years the first place you want to visit is Stewart design more and more breeders keep showing up at shows on Morph Market, and all over socials. Sometimes it may feel impossible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Design helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brand for US Arcs, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. 
Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. So, wondering if Stewart Design is right for you? Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level. Maybe you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows. And maybe you don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd. You want to make your own way doing what you love. You might just have a big idea and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake. Have a conversation with him. To learn more or get started, visit sdidentity.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brand, own markets, Steward Design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best-looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house our animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animal's comfort and well-being. Visit focuscubedhabitats.com for your animal's caging needs. Again, visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. All right, guys, we're back and we are now, um, we, we've covered kind of the purpose of hides. We've talked about um, how we utilize hides with hatchlings, um, with, you know, uh, younger juvenile retics. Uh, now let's talk about the more controversial topic and get into like that. I don't want to say adult because, you know, at four years old, they still got plenty of time to go, but they're basically at the point where, you know, we should be having them in their full size enclosure. They're getting bigger at that point. Finding a commercial size hide is now not readily available or from a some business breeders perspective, not financially feasible. So, um, Nathan, any of your larger retics, do you keep heights? Uh, not right now. Uh, I find that if my animal needs that extra security of going under something, uh, they'll go under the, the paper substrate that I have. I do have shelving that they can go under they can go on top of the shelving and get closer to the, the ceiling of the enclosure so they can feel a little bit more uh, closed in. But, right. you know, it's it's more of a convenience thing more than anything else, unfortunately. Um, I think there's good alternatives out there. You can go naturalistic with it, uh, what Spencer is doing, and provide, you know, little rock caves and places the animal can go into. But... I think it's all 
a double-edged sword in, in terms of, of keeping because, I mean, when you have big hides like that or uh, little caves and crevices that they can go into, it can be harder for cleaning. It can be harder for pulling that animal out if they decide to grip onto something like that. So right. uh, and, and I think... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to add to that point. And, and when you have more barriers to try to take that snake out and the more that they're trying to hook onto that thing, it adds more unnecessary stress, um, which, which you know, doesn't make it fun for the snake or for... The yeah, game. you're fighting against what that animal is wanting to be doing. Yeah. And all that animal is trying to do is anchor onto something. Right, right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, as far as for me, and, and I mean... Any of my animals that are in their adult enclosures, I currently don't have hides. Um, the caging designs that I have done, um, I have, you know, on one set of cages I have, I have two shelves in each cage. One is built very low to the floor, so it can act as kind of like a, you know, uh, a sense of security to go under that one that is closer to the floor so that there's something right above it you know, to add that sense of security. And then the other hide is kind of up in the air. Um, with my other cages, uh, my jungle cages, I have the hides positioned about like at the middle of the height of the enclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that that even my big snakes, even like my 14-foot Slayer, they prefer to be on that uh, shelf. Even though they have a lot of floor space, they prefer to be on the shelf. And they like to the- climb. Right. They they like to climb. They like to, I mean, even if they just lay there like a sack of potatoes, and I think that's maybe because it's a smaller area that they feel more, you know, they can feel the walls of the, that shelf a little bit more, helps them add maybe to that idea of just like it just, I feel safer here because I'm above and not on the floor. But I, I, I have thought and will probably experiment with using those WRX tubs, those black bin totes and putting them in my retix enclosures to use as big hides and just, you know, using a, a welding pen to just cut a smooth circle to allow them in. You have the lid that you keep closed. And so, you know, if the snake doesn't want to come out, you could just remove the entire hide. Um, could you be know, cool if there would be some alternative where you can use one of those big tubs as a hide, uh, but have the trap door like you see with venomous keepers um, and just be able to pull that tub out if you need to maintenance the cage. Yeah. That can also be really handy with retics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, putting them in there but i i also like it goes back to um what i believe you know the function of hides serve um hides are used to help your snake feel secure when they have a higher uh when when they are feeling vulnerable at risk and not safe by the time that my snakes are three to four or more years old, and I've had them for a while, um, typically by the time that they're size, they're now a lot higher up on the food chain. So their confidence goes up with that. Um, they have been with me for three, four years and know my in and outs. 
they have now understood that I'm not going to kill them. Um, and so I like tremendously see an increase in confidence when they get bigger and therefore they don't, you know, they're not refusing food. They're not acting super scared. They're not defensive. And therefore they look to me at least, you know, maybe I'm, um, personifying this, but they, they look secure and safe in there. They don't look like they are scared. When I walk by, they don't get defensive. They might strike the glass because they're hungry. You know, that's a retick, but I don't really see the purpose of like using a hide for what a hide's intention is supposed to be. Um, you know, and one thing that I think that I want to talk about here, Nathan, and I'd like to get your input on this, but, uh, this idea of like enrichment, right? A lot of people are moving towards adding enrichment into enclosures, making them naturalistic, putting logs and doing different things and just adding things into the enclosure to stimulate the animal. Mm -hmm. Um, at least for me personally, a hide is not an enrichment aspect. Yes, it can hide on top. Yes, it can, it, it can, you know, perch on top. It can be, it can hide on the inside if it needs to. It's mostly a security tool, in my opinion. If I'm going to add enrichment to my enclosure, a hide, like a, a plastic commercial hide, is not going to be something that I care to add for enrichment. I'm going to put logs. I'm going to put a rope. I'm going to put uh, fake or live plants in. You know, I, I I guess maybe I'm very narrow, black and white in my definition of what you know the function for a hide serves. But um, well, and I think I think you could get people arguing with you on the definition of uh, enrichment. Just offering anything new into the environment of that animal right. can be considered an enrichment. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and I totally agree like in that, yes, that can be a plastic box, right? That's a sense of enrichment, but, um, I guess in this episode, in the sense of what we're using hides for is that security purpose, um, to feel safe, uh, in order for them to not be stressed. And I just feel like with adult retics, at least my adult retics, they're not stressed. They don't have that need to be hidden from me now if i put one in there would they use it probably i mean well, there's times that we cover up our enclosures for our adult females oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, they're too heavy during feed and they just keep slamming the glass then of course i'm going to cover up the enclosures if i have to be in the snake room um yeah. females laying i'm going to cover up the enclosure or yeah. try to and try not to peek in all the time <laughs> literally every single night um yeah no i i think in terms of like um you know are people that don't have hides in their retics enclosures you know not keeping well or bad breeders like no like i mean i i think there's more to the point of you know if if enrichment is what we're actually talking about in terms of providing for your animal I would much rather provide enrichment by many other ways um, than a... Yeah, a, taking your snake out of the enclosure, like right. interacting with it. Like I think these jungle gyms that people are creating, um, even just fun environmental things within their snake room, it, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when we start adding too, too much to 
the enclosures, at least in my style of keeping uh, reticulated pythons, it, it gets too much to in the way of the maintenance of the cages. Make, which is I'm, I'm going in there two, three times a week. And it, uh, if I'm having to move a slide, a, a ladder, perches, right. three different hides, you, you know, it's just, it gets to be a lot. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, your your style of keeping is is sterile, clean, and making sure that the snake is always in a clean environment, mm-hmm. um, and prioritizing their health in that manner, um, avoiding so, the vet at all costs. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, now if you have, if you like, I said, I'm going to experiment and probably add some hides in some of my bigger enclosures, and I'm excited to see how they use that function. Is it going to be an inconvenience for me? Like. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm already using Aspen bedding. I moved away from paper. So I've already added um, some inconvenience and some inconvenience by doing that. But um, did you just say inconvenience and inconvenience? A convenience and inconvenience. Okay. It was just how it sounded to me. Sorry. Maybe maybe I didn't. Uh, I'll go back and listen. Um, But, but yeah. Um, so again, I think the, the purpose of a hide is just to provide that security. And at least with my animals observing them, uh, it's something that I don't see that's, they necessarily are needing. I don't have defensive retics in my, I don't have a single retic that is consistently defensive. I have retics that have bad days, Mm -hmm. not a single retic in my care has a defensive disposition. Um, I've, in all the retics that I've seen, two, I've seen two ever that I could say maybe have a defensive disposition. One for sure. Right. It's just a crackhead. This thing would fly everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered different stages of their life, but I think also something that would be cool to talk about is just um, ways to get creative with hides. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that everyone, you know, you don't need to go and buy a commercially made hide because they can get expensive as they get bigger. Um, you know, a black plastic box with a hole in it. We were just um, talking about that. Yeah. So I, I think that like for a lot of keepers, that's not something that like aesthetically pleases to them. So there's different ways to create hides that I feel like we can mention on here. Um, just be I, careful if you have a gravid female with... One of those boxes, Chris. She, she she might lay on top, and you might have to break that box down. Right. Um, so, <laughs> some some cheap ways that you can create hides. Um, you know, you can get uh, you know, a Lowe's or Home Depot bucket. Um, and you can cut them in half, and you can section off the round parts. Um, and cut those, and stick them in your enclosures. Um. I think one of the least creative ways, but I think it's genius that I've seen is like someone literally just putting an Amazon box <laughs> inside of their snake's enclosure, which, you Hill know, exacto knife hole. Right. And the funny thing is, is like a lot of people would like jump and say, oh, well, that's going to get pee on it. And you're going to. yeah, Well, yeah. I mean, if you're a human and you buy something from Amazon weekly, you got plenty of boxes. Um, or if you're a retic keeper or breeder, you got plenty of boxes coming your way. Yeah, but reasonable deduction says that if they're scrounging for a box to throw in the enclosure, they're 
they're not always shopping on Amazon and might be uh, pinching pennies there, but right, they'll, they'll learn really quick that that cardboard is not going to hold up. Right. Um, you so, know. So yeah, I hope they do shop. Yeah. Any but, other cool things that you've seen as hides? Uh, let's see. I mean, you you can use anything as a hide. Um, I I've been pretty typical with it. I've just bought the the plastic hides. Um, oh, in one a, thing. One, I feel like I've used something weird in a pinch, but it was back in my ball python days. Give me a minute on this one. One thing that um, I saw a breeder do, and I, I decided to try it out with my hatchlings last year, was include a. So you can get gardening fence, the like plastic, you know, foldable gardening fence that you can get from you know a, a hardware store or, you know, for and, the tubs. Yeah, for the tubs, and um, that gives them an opportunity to be on top, but also they can be, you know, in it, um, and just gives them that sense of like nothing could get me from a top because there's this barrier protecting me. Um, that can act as a hide. Um, you can literally just throw more paper in. Oh, that that's a common thing with blood pythons. Yeah. Uh, like you know, short tails and and you crumple know, the... up some paper. Don't be neat with it. Just throw it in so it has something to go underneath and go in between the layers. Right. Like if you have a defensive baby, if you have a baby that's not eating for you, um, you can get creative. You don't need to go online and purchase a hide if you don't have one already, which I would recommend. You definitely should have by the time that you get a baby. Um, but you can, yeah, literally paper letting it have something to hide under um you could even go as crazy and extravagant and you can build a hide into your enclosure with um those styrofoam cans and you can build a cave-like system mm -hmm. you know out of styrofoam and then you can take it a step further and you can paint it and make the it great stuff foam yeah yeah it's like the the poor man's uh Oh, what is that? Well, no, no, no. What does Spencer use? The universal rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man's universal rock right there. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, you can spray that. You can use a knife to carve out and, you know, you can get as artistic as you want with it, but you can build it right into the functionality of your enclosure so that it's not a piece you have to take out, put back in, take out, put back in. Um, I would say make sure it's, if it's, a fixture like that, that it's something that you can scrub down pretty thoroughly right. and it'll hold up. Right. I agree. You know, get you guys engaged, drop down below what creative ways that you guys have. Um, Alessa's going to have like 30 for us. I oh, know I it right off the bat. I bet. Um, but yeah, try to find some creative ways or, or drop down some creative ways that you guys have used hides in the past. We'd love to hear from you. Um, maybe give us some inspiration on how to include some for our bigger retics, smaller retics. Um, we love reading those comments and getting feedback from you guys, but, um, so that we focus don't... cube, maybe make a kit for, for me to convert one of those WRX tubs into a, a trap door hide oh, for the, so the, cool. the bigger snakes. I think that would be a cool way for me to incorporate hides with my bigger animals. Ashley Steven will be messaging you soon. Um, but anyway, so that we don't just hit this over the head over and over again and extend this episode longer than we need to. Um, I think a nice short, sweet episode on this topic is, is just about what we need. Nathan, you got anything else? 
I'm not going to argue it. We'll see you next week. Lucas, you enjoy your little vacation that you're going to get this weekend. Um, We have a Discord meeting coming up this Friday. So anyone that's part of our Patreon, uh, we'll see you Friday. All right. Take care, everyone.